Hello and welcome back to another episode of Paddock Pundits. I'm Kate. I'm Rachel. And let's do this thing. <laughs> let's just get into it. But before we get into it, okay, so I'd like to say that we do have an agenda for this episode. We have an agenda, we have notes, which does always happen, but there's not normally an agenda. We just kind of start talking and see where the wind takes us. But Kate's already laughing. Um, but before we start, we've had a big week social media wise, and we do want to give a really big shout out to um, Sinead, I'm pretty sure that I said that right, um, who does like graphics and other stuff about Formula One, and she made her really- On TikTok. So she does like little like F1 videos you should watch this week. Yeah, they're so helpful. And, I love them. Yeah, and so she did one this week. It was F1 female content creators you should follow. And we were on the list. Which is insane because sorry. sorry, I'm turning the game down. Um, we said we were going to be really chill this episode and then just immediately kind of forgot about that. Um, and we're not, we're not even really that loud yet. So, um, but yeah, like, but like Pussy McIntosh was on like, it. literally. Because the thing is, I had seen the video, and I was like, oh, like, Lissy, yeah, I already follow her. And then I just, like, kept scrolling. Because, like, I woke up, and we had a good amount of new followers, and I was like, oh, like, okay. And then I was like, no, actually, let's think critically about this. Um, And I looked through all of our notifications, and I saw the tag, and it was so sweet and super surreal. I sent it to Kate, and we were just, like, sending, like, pictures back and forth, like, selfies of us being shocked. Yeah. That was crazy. So thank you to all of our new followers and listeners because of that graphic. Yeah, we love it. Um, also, like, we love, like, feedback and interaction and stuff. So if you follow us on TikTok and or Instagram. And or Twitter. And or Twitter. We don't use Twitter. Yeah, we're, we, I'm, our, my hope, I'm just going to keep saying okay. words until it comes out. Um, my hope is that we're going to start, like, live tweeting races okay. more. But we've, we've not watched the past couple races together, yeah. and so we've just been texting back and forth about it instead of, like, using social media. So hopefully we're going to start live tweeting races, yes. and that'll be more of, like, what's going on with yeah. our Twitter. Um, but if you, like, follow us on any platform, don't be afraid to, like, interact with us. Yeah. Or, like, please, we're kind of speaking into the void. It's just Kate and I <laughs> sitting in my living room at home, not even at college, recording this. So, like, please let us know that there are people out yeah. there. Even if it's just like, hey, what if you guys tried this? We'd love it. Hey, you guys suck. Like, But stop. be constructive about it. Hey, love what you're doing, but actually need you to stop. Hey, did you guys just get into this through DTS? Which is also what's funny about, like, getting more followers and stuff. Anytime we, in parentheses, Rachel, posts anything, like, informational on TikTok, men come out of the woodworks being like, actually. Which I just enjoy because I do social media stuff, like, for my job. So I love doing that because they expect people to just, like, delete it or not answer. And one thing about me is that I love a dialogue. We're going to dialogue about it. Um... And so sometimes it ends up being a constructive conversation. Other times it's just them telling me their opinion as if it was a fact, which I just enjoy. One day I would love to be so sure of myself that I treat my opinion on race car drivers. On on a video of 
us talking about manifesting Roman Grosjean. Yeah. With. Like talking like talking about astrology, talking about manifesting. Obviously there's like levels of irony to this video that we're just not picked up on. And it was just like if you think Roman Grosjean's gonna win the five hundred this year, you've never watched IndyCar in your life. Um, which it's it's also like not not to like really beat this point to death, but like picking Roman isn't like the worst person that you could pick. Like it was, it's also just, like, funny, because we're, like... Yeah. Anyway, like, if that's you, come on our podcast. Actually, we'd love to talk. <laughs> we'd love to just... We'd love to dialogue about it. Um, but, so, today, we're going to be talking about... Now that we've done all that... Yeah. Um, we're going to be talking about the different teams in IndyCar. So, we did a breakdown of IndyCar and Formula One, and people seem to really enjoy that. And we're doing video series about that, and we're getting good, like, engagement with it, and people seem to be looking for more content mm-hmm. like that. So, we thought that we could do kind of, like, an IndyCar F1 team comparison. Yes. And so, it'll be, like, kind of, oh, what's this team the equivalent to an F1? But then also, like, some facts about the team, some things to look out for, but to before we, like, actually do the teams something to know is that IndyCar teams it's not as like there's not as heavy of an allegiance to a specific team it is more like driver specific so yes people do support teams but there's less of like team loyalty if that makes sense um there's more driver changes and then also like everybody well not everybody but a lot of teams add cars for the 500 and some teams only race in the 500 so we'll talk about a couple teams that are only racing in the 500 this year, but really briefly. Do we want to do that first? Yeah, we'll probably do that first. That's a good idea. I, mean, I like to think I'm full of good ideas. And sure. I'd agree with that. <laughs> you recommended that we get Little Caesars tonight for dinner. Yeah, that's true. And that was a good idea. That's such a good idea. Um, but the two teams that are only racing in the 500 are Able Motorsport and Dryer. I hope I'm saying that right, and Reinbold. Yeah. And they, I'm trying to check who is racing with them. Stefan Wilson is racing with Dreyer and Ryan Bolt. And so is Ryan Hunter Ray. That's a, that's a big deal. And RC Anderson, they just announced this, I think really? it was like today or yesterday, um, that he was in addition into um, the 500. Because he wasn't even, they posted a graphic about it, IndyCar did. That he wasn't even on the original list, and they were like, okay, and then also this guy. Really? I mean, I'm, I'm pretty you. sure, I unless I'm, like, you. dreaming that. I might, can you I imagine? They're just like, and also this guy. Doing this actually made me look at my, the people that I've searched on Instagram, and oh then it just, God, like, makes so me embarrassing. concerned for my mental health again. Like, that's the last thing I'd want someone, to, not me, to be able to see. Yeah, okay, so they did the open test, and there's 33, mm-hmm. and then they said... New driver. 14 hours ago. Oh, R.C. Yeah, Anderson. Yeah. I saw it on Twitter, but I scrolled past it. Um, so those are the two teams that are only racing in the 500. So we didn't really look into them that much just because, like, uh, I don't know that they'll make it past qualifying. If yeah. they do, we'll do a little, like, segment on yeah. them doing some more stuff. But we're not going to waste any waste any airtime of the podcast that we create and edit with no time limit. No. We're... Full-time students, full-time podcasters. We're part-time students, full-time podcasters. Actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Me not having my thesis done, but being like making a, 
um, a schedule for our TikTok. It's true. And we'll probably cut that out. Just give me a big bleep. I, I will. Um, but I'm trying to think if we should start from start the, the midfield the, yeah. or from the top. I don't want to call anybody the bottom. Oh, I know. I meant the bottom of the Oh, the bottom Google of the Google Doc. Doc. Yeah. It is kind of in team order, more or less. We'll start with the top so that if people don't want to listen past the first couple of teams, they can turn it off. I'm trying to think of our listeners, Kate, now that it's not just, like, your dad and... I don't think John ever listened. I think Anne listened more than John did. Anne, we appreciate your support. Leah said she's learned a lot from it. Oh, that's so funny. So the first team that we're going to talk about is Team Penske. Um, And they're kind of like the Red Bull of IndyCar for, like, 2023 to 2023 drawing the equivalent they're a dominant team with like the best of the best for like their engineers and um their crew their crew everybody wants to be in penske and that's because they're a historic team they're an older team yeah um made their indy car debut in 1968 were you alive then (laughs) um no i I, i've been told i'm an old soul so (laughs) That's really good. Penske, normally really good on the ovals. They're particularly dominant oval-wise. Their car setup is really geared towards the ovals. Um, they they get the best of the best, and they started by Roger Penske, successful road racer, um, but he quit racing to focus on building his team, which has obviously been successful. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting, I I didn't know that you could do this as a team owner. He, or like Penske, purchased the Indianapolis Motor Speedway <laughs> and the IndyCar Series in 2019. I didn't know that you could own the series. Is that a conflict of interest? I feel like with anything yeah, other than sports, that's so. a conflict of interest. But sports, you do like whatever the hell you want. Yeah, Roger Penske owns IMS and the IndyCar Series. That is so crazy. Wow, this article published January 6th, 2020. (laughs) That is insane. I... I'm trying to, like, draw the equivalent of that to, like... F1? No, like, of anything other than sports, because that's... I feel like that is such a conflict of interest. Yeah, it's... I mean, to me, it feels like when... You know how, like, government officials aren't allowed to, like, trade stock on topics that they have, like, sway over? Yeah. That's what this feels like. Like, can Penske own... I mean, obviously they can, since they do. But, like, to own the series that they race in and compete in, and they own the the Speedway that is, like, the Mm. historic... That's like if Mercedes bought Formula One and then also bought... And I know that it's a street track. Bought Monaco. Yeah. (laughs) They said, we own this track and we own Formula One. But the FIA is separate, so it's fine. I just don't like that. That makes me think. I don't know. It's yeah, interesting. It is interesting. Sports politics. But it's interesting because I'm they're struggling a little, not like a lot, but like a little more this year. Um, in that, at least as of this recording, they don't have any drivers in the top three of the championship. Yeah. But to be fair, that's only by two points. So... Joseph Newgarden yeah. is fourth, and he's just two points shy of Alex Pillow. 
I didn't realize he was in the top three. Alex Blow. Yeah. He's just kind of like been there. Yeah. No, that was a like sneak attack. And yeah, it's good for him. But. That was off topic. Well, I mean, that's. A, a good segue. That is a good segue into our next team. Chip Ganassi. Chip Ganassi. And to draw the, like the 2023 equivalent, they're somewhat similar to Mercedes in which they've got their good days and they've got their bad days. Um, and they really expect perfection out of their top driver, Scott Dixon. Rachel, take it away. Yeah, there's actually a note in our notes that's like, because I wrote this, time for me to make Scott Dixon Lewis Hamilton equivalent. Because, and this is a hill I'm willing to die on, I'll climb up it and I'm up there for life. Scott Dixon, his IndyCar championships are fully equivalent to Lewis Hamilton's Formula One World Championships. And I don't want to get the number that Scott Dixon has wrong. Sorry. No, you're good. Um, but he has won six seasons. So, one less than Lewis Hamilton. But, I'll say it, say that it. I think that the field was equally, if not more, competitive in oh. IndyCar. Plus, it's a spec series... So all the cars, more or less, are the same. I know. I fully agree with you. So I don't... I'm not going to say that he's better, but I do think that maybe his championships... Hold a little more weight. Yes. They're heavier. I, I wouldn't want to carry them. <laughs> Heavy is the head that wears the crown. It's true. And uh, Scott Dixon's neck must hurt. <laughs> Okay, but he is like 100%. If there is any driver equivalent that you can draw, it's Scott Dixon and Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. They are the same. Chip Ganassi expects the same out of Scott Dixon like Mercedes does of Lewis Hamilton. And he's also had a lengthy career at Chip yes. Ganassi, um, which we'll get into a little bit more with actually a different team. It's a little teaser, guys. You've heard of the Lewis Hamilton Ferrari rumors that are getting thrown around that I don't think have any weight, but there's not a dissimilar thing that's happened with another team kind of recently with um, Scott Dixon. Chip, to give you some background on Chip Ganassi, team owner, he had a career-ending crash in 84 and then became a co-owner of the IndyCar Marble Mar Marble I do Mar not smoke cigarettes. Mar I don't know how to pronounce it. Mar Marl Mar <laughs> This really isn't coming out. Marble. Um, 
he took the sponsorship to Penske when he moved, and that's when Chip Ganassi became, like, a full team owner. And he came back to IndyCar in the early 2000s, and a phrase that you'll hear anytime that they talk about Chip Ganassi racing ever on the broadcast is, Chip likes winners. So when they're talking about drivers and the team and everything like that, it's just Chip likes winners. So if there's one thing to take away from the Chip Ganassi team... Chip likes winners. Yep. And that'll take us into our next team, the Ferrari of IndyCar, if you will, Andretti Autosport. Recent flops. Flop era. Yeah. There, Wiki, how Google search. How do we get on flop era? Um, there, people, Formula One fans are more likely to have heard of Andretti Autosport in the past year and a half or so because they're trying really hard to move into the F1 sphere. They've said that they're doing it, although the Formula One people are like probably raising the money yeah. and stuff, which is stupid. Don't want to get into that. Anyway, the team principles stay bad. Sorry, I keep needing to burp, but I'm trying to hold it in. Um, they did, however, dominate at Long Beach. Yep. What was that, two weeks ago now? Last week? Couldn't tell you. Last week. Last week. Um, and then they have won the 500 five times. Yep. So there's definitely, like, the history that's mm-hmm. there. And you can see that history in a guy who's now a team strategist who people may know for his his son that currently races in IndyCar, uh, Brian Herta drove their one of their first full seasons of IndyCar, which I also just wanted to throw in there because I think I only ever really think of Brian Herta as a strategist. Yeah. Do you not? I'll look it up. But you're not looking there. Um. But I I only ever really think of him as a strategist, and then to remember that he was like not just a driver but a good one, yeah. is kind of scary. But currently, bringing it back to Formula One, Jamie Chadwick, who people know for dominating the W Series, drives for their ending Indy Next team, which is not exactly like, but the closest equivalent yeah. is like Formula Two. It's like their version of Formula Two. And another interesting, so Colton Herta, Brian Herta's son, drives for the team now. And Marco Andretti, obviously related to the Andrettis. <laughs> Um, also drives for the team, but not in a full-time seat. He, I think he's only doing the 500. He's only doing the, the Indy 500 this year. Marco? Yeah. That makes sense. And it's like his 18th attempt. Yes. No, I know. Because yeah. I, I saw his name and I was like, I feel like Marco Andretti's been on the Indy 500 lo- roster for like all of my life that I can remember. Which... And that's because he has, so... Literally... Yeah, his 18th attempt. But it always really confuses me because Mario owns the team, yeah. is doing all this stuff, is an amazing legend uh-huh. in motorsport. But I still confuse him and Marco because it's literally one letter. And I don't normally hear their name, I just normally read it. Uh-huh. So I don't remember who's who. So when I first read that Marco Andretti was driving, I was like, he's so old. That's I also had that moment. And it took me a few minutes to be like, wait... The gears. I was like, I can't believe, like, legally they can even put him in that car. And I was like, oh my god, like, is that safe? And I was like, oh. It's not... Anyway. Not the same guy. Anyway, next team. Um, I feel like this is, like, the most... One of the most, like, recently for, like, newer fans of any car. Yeah, Like, this is a name that would catch their attention. It's Aero McLaren. Um, they're definitely the Aston Martin this season. Like, coming out of the mid... 
midfield and like making a statement. Yeah, they they've been competitive the past few seasons, but their car's been very like kind of hit or miss. And I feel like it seems like at least that this season they seem to have something with it. But I will say that like I think that they are somewhat close to the McLaren F1 team in that they have one young driver that just like knows how to drive a McLaren car and because of that he does really yeah. well. So not that I want to like draw an equivalence between Pato and Lando because I love Pato and Lando's there. Lando exists. So, but there is like definitely a team similarity there. And, but McLaren being in IndyCar and having this majority stake mm-hmm. in Aero McLaren is recent, just a couple of years ago, um, 2021. And so there's no cost cap yeah. in IndyCar. Which they're throwing money. Bands make her dance. But that's, that's the Scott Dixon rumor, at least, is that they're able to like throw money, throw money at people. And Bands did not make Scott Dixon dance, we'll say that. Uh, yeah, he stayed with Ganassi, which makes sense. He's been with them for a long time. Gotta love a loyal man. Yeah. <sighs> Scott. <laughs> Mr. Dixon. <laughs> but, so, because there's no IndyCar, IndyCar funding cap, no cost cap, a lot of money going into it for McLaren right now. Which is crazy since they're building their Formula One. Yeah. I don't know what to call it. I want to call it like a bunker and that's wrong. Um, like. Home base. I was thought it was a um, base facility. I like bunker. Yeah. They're building, like, they're, 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 they're building the McLaren bunker where they're going to lock Lando in the basement. Um, allegedly. <laughs> Just throw that in there. So that, um. But their their car's been kind of inconsistent. They've really been fighting the car. So, but that's why like Pato does well is because he's learned where yeah. like the give and take is with the car. Whereas like I feel like Alexander Rossi is he's doing like he's a good driver. He's yeah. doing fine, but he's there's a learning curve with it. That's right, like just a like relationship. any car. Yeah, you gotta get to know her. Yeah, you learn, do learn her quirks. That's true. But this is their first year with a third seat. Ooh, Alex. That's in the notes. That's literally... I love him. No, he's great. That sounded sarcastic. That was genuine. I think Alex is great. If you want to know more about drivers, listen to his podcast with James Hinchcliffe. I plugged it in the TikTok where we talked about him like he in did. introducing drivers. Yeah. I love... Fuck. I, I love... Um, sorry, I'm sitting on the cord so Kate can't move. I... I'm just gonna keep saying I love. I love, I love, I love. Kate's fallen. I love the. God, my hips, my hips stuck. It's gonna beep. I love Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Please give it a listen. And tell them that you came from us. <laughs> They'll know. They'll know. <laughs> They'll know. Tell them it was Rachel and Kate who sent you. They'll know. They're like in there because they don't like have to have actual publicity for it because no, like they don't they're... care. Um, and they're like serious XM partners. Oh my God. But go to at ask um, off track. That's I'd their Twitter. Like, yeah. I feel like Rachel and Kate sent us. Oh <laughs> I don't do that. I, do I, it. The, do the it. ground would swallow me whole. Next team. 
Bill coin. Yep. They are like the Alphatari yeah. of IndyCar. They're pretty good development for drivers to get sent up to Penske. Yeah. They have a lot of and drivers advanced to like the top teams. Yeah. Ganassi like, Penske. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Throw Andretti in there. <laughs> but they're like faster in the midfield. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting that even though they have like a ton of talent, their talent is pretty much expected to fund their own seat. That's where we get into another driver equivalence. So, uh, Illinois native, David Malukas. <laughs> I'd like to say Chicago suburbs native. Yeah, there's a difference. If he hears this, don't get he too knows. cocky. <laughs> well, he, I hope he knows. Yeah. Um, but his, his dad's trucking company. So he's what some may consider the Lance Stroll of IndyCar. Yeah, but also, um, isn't isn't there isn't there like home base? Aren't they based out of another Chicago suburb? Yeah, they're based out of Plainfield. Plainfield. Yeah, so I wish my daddy would buy me a seat on a race car team and then in my backyard. Put it in my backyard. You should actually just be like my dad who actively discouraged me from carding and other things. I would like to say that this was like by far actually too late to get into carding or anything. But uh, for those of you that know, most driver, most tractors <laughs> have like a clutch. Yeah. So you learn how to drive with two feet. Yeah. Like a race car driver. No, because I, I drive tractors. Yeah. So you got, you're driving, you're, you're used to driving with two feet. You break, accelerate two feet, and then driving my grandparents' like golf cart around because they live on a farm. Um, but my grandma wanted a cushier seat. Anyway, driving the golf cart around, I would also use two feet, and uh, my dad was like, "Oh, you can't do that because <laughs> like I'm not taking you to get into driving like karting or anything." So imagine what could have been maintaining that I could have. <laughs> Physically? <laughs> Imagine what could have been you having neck problems. Well, I'd like to think that if I you raced, I wouldn't have broken that. my neck. Yeah, that's fair. No further context. The next team is... Um, <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> Gee whiz! Okay, the next team is Hunkas Hollinger Racing. Please be proud of me. I listened... To the radio broadcast and internalized every time they said Hunkas so that I wouldn't mispronounce it. Mispronounce it. Although um, it was an Australian broadcaster, so <laughs> <laughs> that might not be right still. Um, yeah, I always say Hunkas. It might be Hunkas instead. But if you're Australian, maybe you say it Hunkas. Um, we just need to start talking with Australian <laughs> accents. So. I'm. Do it. No. Come on, just play it. I'm trying to. I'm in. <laughs> Damn it! Okay, so, GD. so now you just need to speak an Australian accent for this episode and we'll be fine. I don't... Mr. Dixon, I don't want to offend you. He's a Kiwi. That's also offensive, I think. Yeah, you just need to take, take a deep breath and start over. <sighs> okay. Um, Hunkos. Founded by Ricardo Hunkos. Of Argentina. Um, kind of like Haas. We were struggling to find a accurate comparison. Yeah. There really wasn't really much of one, but... <laughs> <laughs> <Come> on. 
<laughs> was wet. <laughs> I was the whole worried. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna spend the time and make a burp comp. <laughs> Out of all of our episodes, yeah, it could get long. Um. Anyways, we guess. So, Hunkos, we guessed they're like Haas. Um, we did struggle to find a comparison that was like super accurate, but in terms of like funding and like kind of struggling for funding, but it's kind of a weak parallel. Yeah. They really struggled in the early 2000s, but I will say peak point in the early 2000s. They're the team that knocked Fernando Alonso out of qualifying for the Indy 500. So really they're my heroes. Yeah. Hunkos, number one team in my heart for so not true. being... Hey, Hunkos, um, if you want to... Hey, Hunkos, if you'd like to collab, um, we'll make TikToks with you guys. Oh, a good bit would be we recreate, with Hunkos, of course, mm-hmm. all of Fernando Alonso's TikToks. Hunkos, hire um, us to restart the beef between your team and Fernando Alonso, which I'm sure is something that you want. All publicity is good publicity. It's true. We'll make it happen. Jimmy, Jimmy from Aston Martin. Jimmy, watch out. Watch your back. Your days are numbered. Jimmy? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um, but so they partnered with Hollinger 2021, and that gives them enough money. Okay. I read that as Hollister at first, and I was like, oh, that's a weird collab, but like, I guess. So, um, Mooncoast makes all of their drivers model, like, early to mid-2000s Hollister style. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and... They, sorry, my brain just like rebooted because I had the realization that it's an Argentinian team and Augustine yeah. Canapino's Argentinian. Yeah. Argentinian. Yeah. That's so cool. I don't like, don't, I don't know why in my brain they were like just two separate things that like. No, it's like. Yeah. He's doing his country proud. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's cool. But last year was their full, first full-time season. Um. And they were, like, opposite of this year. So 2022, they qualified really well, but then couldn't, like make connect make things happen in the race and then this year they're really struggling with qualifying but pulling through in the race yeah they're doing pretty well in the actual race yeah but because they're a smaller team because they're still like they still have smaller funding they do have a really good team relationship and everybody's really involved in their development which is nice for the drivers too because i think they're getting kind of a different side of yeah also really interesting though with After Long Beach, um, all of Canapino's fans, or like a lot, like, uh, it was an Argentinian broadcaster, went after Calum Eilat. Yeah. And so there was like that beef there. Hunkos did take a long time to put out a statement. Once again, Hunkos hire us. God, we would have had that PR statement ready. Yeah, you never know. In the drafts. At all times. Like, you've got to stay strapped to be prepared. Although, I didn't realize, like, what had really happened there, uh-huh. which was that, like... It wasn't even Calum's fault. Well, I mean, like, it was, I mean, okay. it was like, a weird team strategy yeah. that... Because Canapino was going to have to come into pit mm-hmm. in, like, a lap anyway, so it didn't make sense, why, like, why they wouldn't give team orders to Callum to just, like, go behind him, because he would end up unlapping himself yeah. in a couple laps when Canapino pitted. Again, who goes... Hire us. We'll be your strategist too. That'd be so bad. I think yeah. Kate and I would cry the whole time. Oh, I could never, never do that. Um, <laughs> next team, just such an interesting ride for the owners. 
uh, is Ray Hall Letterman Racing. Um, because it's... Wait, Mike Lanigan, the politician? Who's oh, Mike? I didn't know who it was. I was Isn't he like, a politician? Maybe. But um, Ray Hall Letterman is co-owned by Bobby Ray Hall, three-time IndyCar champ. He's not... Not a politician. That sounds like a politician name, though. Like, I can hear it in, like, a political Mike Lanigan. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Bobby Bobby Ray Hall. He's an entrepreneur. Oh. Well, I'm an entrepreneur. Yeah. Uh, The company produces rubber tire gantry gantry cranes. He's old. Well. Oh, oh, he's 90. Yes. He is old. Um, So, Mike Lanigan, 93-year-old entrepreneur... Is a is an owner. Oh, different Mike Lanigan. No, that was right. Uh, I, I swear to God, the I'm trying to get to the the second owner who Sorry. I think is the most interesting, David Letterman, <laughs> like David Letterman of the David Letterman Show. I'm really hung up on this. Yeah, David Letterman's cool and all. God, Mike. I know. Not even like Mike local. Lanigan. Yeah. Like, not even a local politician. Like, I couldn't find anything. It's probably, like, Mike Flanagan. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Um, Anyways. So, back to Ray Hall Letterman. David Letterman didn't know he was into IndyCar. Um, That's funny because I saw him, like, he was promoting um, the 100 Days to Indy. Like, I literally oh. saw an ad for it today where he was promoting it, and I was like, oh, like, neat. Guys, like, if you're interested, let us know if we should do, like, an episode breakdown of each of the episodes for 100 Days to Indy. Because oh, that's be something that I would really enjoy doing, but if it's not something that people would be interested in listening to, we'll probably do it anyway. Um, so I guess it's more of a warning slash teaser. Either block us or get super excited. I was thinking, guys, let us, let us know if we should collab with David Letterman. <laughs> that's where I thought you were going. Guys, let us know if you'd be interested in that spike. Let us know if you'd be interested in us collabing with David Letterman. Mr. Letterman. Let us know if you'd be interested We'll be in your DMs. <laughs> Mr. Letterman. We'll be unrelated, but we'll be in your DMs. Let us know if you'd be interested interested in collabing with us. Um, we'll have our people talk to your people. So Bobby Rahal won his third championship. Guys, I just want you to know that... It's going to seem like it's a jump cut. It's not. We're just <laughs> moving forward. Um, Bobby won his third championship, his third IndyCar championship, as part of the team's first season. That's so fun. he said, I'm an owner. This is my team. I win. I win. And I respect that. Yeah. I didn't realize you own the team and you race. Yeah. Like, you can do that. Well, Ed Carpenter does Well, it. yeah, I also I like didn't think that through. Like, obviously, I was like, oh, like... It's his team. I don't know why I didn't process that fully. Clearly, my critical thinking skills. Ed Carpenter. Not on top. Also from Illinois. He's from Paris, Illinois. Yeah. Because we, we have all the, we have all we have all these notes, and it would be like Ed Carpenter parentheses Paris. Which is bad because sometimes I forget. I'm the one that wrote that note, and I forget why. And I'm like, why would why would I put that for Ed Carpenter? fill in the blank if you know what I'm talking about but I'm like why would I why would I say that about this like 50 year old man um but it's because he's from Paris Illinois that's bullshit an Indianapolis native guys justice for a Paris Illinois I mean to be fair his Wikipedia could be wrong well 
do a bit more searching. Have you watched the tennis one? No, I need to watch the tennis one too. <laughs> Obituary. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, he moved to Indianapolis at eight. That makes sense. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> he's, in, he's in a movie? He's in multiple movies. VK, about Renus. I didn't know if he had a documentary. Yeah. Um, we'll have to watch it. Yeah. Also on our list of things to watch. Maybe that's what we'll do in the off season. We'll just watch okay. a bunch of like movies about. <laughs> okay. Um. So Ray Hall is like Alpine. Um. Because they're they like could be up. Mm-hmm. I think at certain points in the season, but they're like pretty solid in the midfield. Yeah. Which is unfortunate that Alpine's in that situation this season, but that's kind of where it's at. Yeah. They they struggle, clearly. Yeah. Um they're also like Aston Martin in that a lot of Nepo babies in the motorsport world, obviously. Yeah. Um Ram Ray Hall. Ooh. Oh, I will start over, I guess. Ray Hall Letterman Racing is also like Aston Martin because there's an Epo baby on. Um, Graham Ray Hall is but on the team. Really? Who isn't an Epo baby here? That's like very true. Elio Castroneves. I just listened to a podcast where yeah. he talked about like growing up and everything. It was um, very enlightening. Neat. I'd recommend the podcast, but I won't because I don't enjoy the hosts. But I, I did listen to it for Elio and Elio only. And I was okay. like, wow, this is great. I wish that the other guys weren't here. Yeah. So Elio, if you're ever thinking about starting a podcast, that's a business venture as an entrepreneur that I'd go in on with you. So the next team is Meyer Shank. Um, I don't have anything else to say. They have a sports car team, like program goes crazy. They're so good. And then, so they started in IndyCar though, and then they left and went into sports cars, did incredible. And they're like, maybe we'll come back into IndyCar and did some one-off 500 entries, mm-hmm. which is a pretty common thing that teams do before they like get into IndyCar full-time. So in 2020, they entered full-time, but they're not like fully independent. And so kind of like how um, in Formula One, you can like get certain parts from other mm-hmm. teams. So like how people have like Ferrari stuff. Oh yeah. So um, they share, um, they have a tech partnership with Andretti. Yeah, but so then they also share like their setup info with them, mm-hmm. which kind of makes them like a tester team in some ways. But their equivalent, they don't really have one except for like. Aston Martin allows for some veteran drivers to help with younger drivers. Although I guess that's like not super true because Lance Stroll's been in Formula One for kind of like a long time. Yeah. But they allow veteran drivers to have like a place on the grid if that's what they want. They're very like willing to work with veterans because they provide them with really helpful feedback. But I don't really have that much to say about Meyer Shank other than kind of that I'm more interested in their sports car program than I am in their um, indie car program, which is kind of unfortunate. Which is also unfortunate because Elio races for them. Yeah, I was like... I love him, but like like I said at the beginning, people are more interested in the drivers than they are in the teams. Yeah. Love Elio. Could care less. About Meyer Shank. No hate, just like not Indifference. Yeah, indifference, that is exactly right. Um, our next team, Kate, don't do that. You know it's such a bitch to edit out. <laughs> our next team's AJ Foyt. Um, so they're like they're like Williams because they used to be like a historic, like good team and now they kinda struggle. Yeah. 
They did start in NASCAR. That's yeah. where they started out. Yep. Moved to IndyCar. I don't know what year. Yeah, I don't know either. They moved to IndyCar at some point. Also long enough ago that it they're considered to be a historic team. Anyway, they're owned by AJ Foyt, four-time Indy 500 winner. He also won Le Mans once. I didn't know that. That's cool. Um, but that's like kind of the theme yeah. with all of the, the IndyCar teams is that most of them are owned in some capacity by a former driver, which I do think speaks to like the passion that people have for IndyCar, that they're willing to like put time into it like that after they retire. I also feel like that's like a benefit of for the current drivers to have like someone who cares about the sport yeah. like that. Um, that way there's like a connection between like the ownership and like the interest of the team yeah, itself. Yeah, no, for sure. And then I wanted to close out with an Illinois native team. Uh, yeah, already mentioned Ed Carpenter. Um, he is, it's, I mean, it's like, it's his team, obviously, it's named mm-hmm. after him, but they're kind of like McLaren in a kind of sad way, because, uh, at least in the past, they normally just, like, they normally just do car changes and car development up until the 500, and then they kind of give up. And then, yeah, there's just a huge drop-off. Yeah, and then they rely kind of heavily on the drivers to make the car work, which is unfortunate, because... But it makes sense that, like, if you're a veteran driver and mm-hmm. it's your team, you're probably more focused on making your car competitive for the 500. Yeah. And then after that, it's kind of like, well, let's just see what we can do mm-hmm. until the next 500. Yeah, what can you pull out? Yeah, exactly. Um, But everybody loves Ed Carpenter Racing. Especially in May. Yes. Because they've got Ed and Connor Daly. Yep. Um, both Indiana connected yeah they both like grew up racing Mm -hmm. in kind of like the indie circuit yes so they've always been kind of like like they're they're just like yeah exactly i'm trying to it's like um you know how max has like three home grand prix Mm -hmm. it's like that yeah so but there was an eye roll there yeah but so they're normally really good on ovals because their car is like basically built for ovals and then, other than that, they There's, they, they typically kind of struggle. Well. <laughs> we've talked, we've done some big differences. Now we've talked teams. Mm-hmm. Hopefully this was helpful for people in kind of breaking down the team, the teams in IndyCar. So that some Formula One fans can get into IndyCar and it feels less scary. Um, if there's other stuff that you'd like us to explain in an episode, please send it to us. We're really happy. Or like a TikTok even. Yeah. If you're like, oh, there's just one thing that I don't get. Or if, even if it's like a Formula One thing. Like, Rachel, what is ERS? This is She'll talk your ear off this gal. <laughs> you know me. I... <laughs> if there's one thing I love, it's education. Oh, man. Um, but <laughs> for real, though, like if there's actually stuff that you want to hear about and you want us to talk about, hit us up. Yeah. Slide into those DMs. It's true. We don't bite. <laughs> Next week we're gonna be doing a um debrief on Barber. Yeah. Is that this weekend? Yeah. No, next weekend. Well, this weekend for those who are listening. Fuck! We've we've done it. We've done the podcast mess up. It's it's yeah. yes to all of our listeners. To to all of our listeners. <laughs> Barber is this weekend. Please tune in on NBC if you have cable. Pete, there's a gun to my head. 
Peacock, if you would like to stream in the U.S., it's on some F1 TV. Guys, we live in the U.S. Oh, oh I'm going to make a wish. Um, I'll find a girl. Where, no, wait. Manifest your barber win. Oh, I don't know. I'm trying to think. I'm finding the graphic. It's... Oh, um... Sky, Sky Sports. Sports. I think that's... In that's like UK, UK. Most of Europe. Yeah. Stan Sport, apparently, for Australia, maybe? Yeah. I don't know. Um, Down Under. I also know that for some places, ESPN... Or not ESPN, sorry. I'm on the ESPN brain. The IndyCar app will let you watch... Oh. Or you can at least listen to it. Listen to the radio, guys. Tune in. Yeah, it's fun. Go old school. I'm, I'm actually so serious. I love listening to the race, not watching it. I also enjoy watching the race, but there is something very special and like nostalgic for me about listening to the race. So even if you can't watch, I still recommend trying to listen to it and let us know your thoughts. At some point this season, please let's just listen to a race listen. and then let us know what you think about it. Like, listening to the radio is so much fun. Yeah. I wish I could be like a radio voice, like be like be like a commentator like that. I just I, I was gonna say like I don't think I could talk for that long, but we literally have a podcast. So, um, but look out also on TikTok. We're gonna be doing some stuff about like what's up with Barber, doing some updates with it. So even if you can't yeah. follow along, we'll do some posts about it anyway. And fingers crossed that everything works out that we'll live tweet. Barber, because I think that that'll be really fun to do. Wait, so is that the weekend of the 29th? Yeah. What time is it? I don't, I don't know. know. It's You're supposed to be... It's, it's not this weekend. But it is this weekend, Rachel. Yeah, it is, this weekend. it is this weekend. Now it's just telling me where to get a haircut. It's at 2 p.m. Central Time, 3 p.m. Indiana Time, or uh, Indianapolis Time, I should say. Eastern. I can't do time conversions ever on anything, no. so I'll do the graphic and figure it out then. But we'll do a barber breakdown next week, um, so tune in for barber. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys, to this chaotic ending. Have a great week, guys. <laughs>